One man, one mission, to equip the Church of Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit and awaken the Church to the voice of the Spirit. David Cuppet brings to you the School of the Holy Spirit from one of his many missions from around the world, where he aligns with apostolic leaders to eradicate spiritual blindness and reveal the true authority of believers in Christ to prophesy, heal the sick, raise the dead, and cleanse the lepers. Open your heart and get ready to receive all that the Holy Spirit has for you in this week's session of the School of the Holy Spirit. School is in session. All right, guys, welcome back to uh, Wisdom Filled Warriors series. Uh, this is part six, and um, pretty excited about the content today. I uh, want to dig deeper into the spirit of revelation and uh, why Paul, um, you know, literally is driving the church to the to the key element of the relationship with the Holy Spirit, which is the intent to have heaven revealed, to have the supernatural revealed to you. Um, Paul and his experience with the Holy Spirit is at a point in his growth in he's ready to birth churches. He's ready to um, lead uh, groups of people who've been baptized in the Holy Spirit into the supernatural to truly become who they are called to be in Christ. Paul at this point is literally uh, reproducing himself. Okay, he literally, um, the, the Holy Ghost comes, get, Paul gets baptized in the Holy Spirit. Paul begins to talk about his encounters in heaven in, uh, you know, diff- different parts of, uh, you know, the New Testament. And he, he talks about being prepped by the Holy Spirit in the desert. And um, when he goes on his missions, um, he, he then begins to work with these people. They get baptized in the Holy Spirit and he you know, as a father, he begins to write these letters with the intent of clarifying and defining um, the focus and reliance on the Holy Spirit versus all the air that tries to infiltrate the church to get the church off of the key central point, which is the Holy Spirit. And uh, we talked uh, over the last two or three times about the contrast of life in the Spirit um, which is the central theme of the book of Romans um, versus the conditions of the law of Moses. And, uh, you know, it's very, in my eyes, in my view, it's very simple to recognize life in the Spirit because I've lived in the Spirit. The Lord awakened me in the Spirit. The Lord had to separate me out of being condition and Bible-centric versus uh voice-driven and Holy Spirit-centric. And there is a difference, okay? That doesn't mean that the Bible is not the Word of God. The Bible actually is His truth. It, it is all true. I believe the Bible is all true, but it's instruction, and it is intended to reveal the Lord in a way through a letter. Think of it this way. Um, do you think uh, two people who are in love... Um, you know, do you think the the that the bride to be would settle for the love letter, or does she actually want, you know, who is going to be her husband? She definitely wants her husband, right? And so that analogy, you know, people have settled for the Bible when they could be embracing the real thing, the real presence of the Lord, the the Holy Ghost, and as your limitations are broken down, all these walls in your heart, all these things that um, resist the fullness of the Spirit, as those things are broken down through the relationship, um, through the, the spiritual way of the Holy Spirit, you become more sensitive to the voice of the Lord. And um, so that backdrop is where we're at today with embracing this spirit of revelation. Because at the end of the day, um, the awakening that you are to embrace in 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 the in the book of Revelation, uh, I'm sorry, in the book of Romans, um, the book of Romans is a contrast between the conditions versus life in the spirit. And Paul culminates 
um, the whole thing in Romans chapter two, or I'm, I'm sorry, Romans chapter eight, he says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death, right? Jesus is this door. He is the, he is the one um, who went to the cross. He descended into hell. He took the keys of life. Or I'm sorry. He has the keys of life through the Holy Spirit, but he also took the light, the keys of death and sin. And now he holds all the keys and all of these keys, all of the authority is now in the hand of Christ. And so Christ as the door has imparted to you, he's giving you the Holy Spirit baptism to be immersed. And you can be immersed 1%, you can be immersed 5%, you can be immersed 50%, or you can be immersed as deep as you want to go in the Holy Spirit. And a lot of times inside the church, a lot of the struggle is the bulk of the church and where pastors teach, they teach to the, the limiting element, which is really the majority, the bulk of the church, right? They teach... Uh, scriptural, um, you know, scriptural analogies and trying to teach the parables. And, and, uh, you know, we talked, we talked, uh, several sessions ago about Jesus bringing the revelation of the parable of the sower. Um, he, he, he starts out, he says, uh, if you understand this parable, you will understand the kingdom, right? And for those who don't understand the parable, they will be locked out. They will be, um, unable to enter. And Jesus, Jesus basically reveals that the heart who holds on to the seed, right? What is the seed? The seed is the voice. The seed is what the Lord plants in your heart with visions, dreams, and prophecy. Um, if you embrace that, you hold on to it, you become spiritual. You become life-driven, right? Instead of condition-driven. People who are condition-driven are always trying to understand Bible principle, People who are life-driven, functioning in dreams, visions, and prophecy become spirit-connected, spirit-led. They know that when the Lord speaks something to them, he wants to impart life to another person, the very thing that will reproduce, right? So Jesus didn't say the parables will reproduce. The parables were actually meant um, to get you to a point of, oh my gosh, I need Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, because the parable um, can only take you so far. They can teach you about God, but Jesus wants you to know God. Jesus wants you to be introduced in relationship in the very thing he came to give, which was life, and life comes in the Spirit, right? Jesus, Jesus said life comes from the Holy Spirit. And so this context of relational connection and this heart, Jesus wants to produce a heart in you so that you can produce a heart in those around you that um, you don't settle just for the, le for the letter, for the, for the written letter that describes about God. He wants you to know the Holy Spirit so you can introduce the Holy Spirit to the world. Okay, And as you grow in your own relationship with the Holy Spirit, we've talked a lot about how he builds you, how he strengthens you um, in the Holy Spirit by uh, the Jude 1.20 scripture. As you pray in the Holy Spirit, he builds you as a superstructure. He makes you supernatural. And um, so this, this concept of, you know, how you grow deeper in the Spirit is really contingent upon your heart. Do you have the revelation that he wants to give you more, that he wants to impart to you more, that he wants to build you um, at first just a single household, but then he wants to build you into a duplex. Then he wants to build you into a, um, you know, an eight family multiplex. Then he wants to build you into a, a um, I don't know, you know, a whole row of condominium, condominiums, then he wants to grow you into ultimately this skyscraper, this force that dominates the landscape, right? So you, you should be, you should be desiring to grow in the spirit, pursuing the spirit, knowing that the Lord always has a new thing for you. And he always has a new thing for the people around you. And this heart comes from Paul when he's speaking to the Ephesians, Right. And uh, we talked last time about Ephesians 1, uh, 17. It's the, it's the prayer um, where the Lord says, I pray that you would be granted to know 
our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in knowing him. Right? So Paul is saying that the eyes of your heart will be flooded with light as the Lord continues to give you more and more and more visions, more dreams, more awareness, more sensitivity to the spirit realm. And Paul goes on to say um, that he would reveal the exceeding greatness of his power. That's the word dynamite, the supernatural ability of, of, the, of the vision, the dream, the prophecy that is released through the gifts of the spirit. It, it's dynamite, right? When you speak it, when you give a word of knowledge, or when you release a prophecy, um, it breaks through the walls of the heart. It breaks down all the limitations. The people weep. The people embrace. They're like, in, you could feel the energy present on the people, right? And it even jars and separates the demonic powers that are blinding the hearts of the people that you're administering the gifts of the Spirit to, okay? And that happens through this Kratos power that, you know, Paul says that, that he prays that you would be granted um, this dunamis power uh, according to the working of his mighty Kratos, which he wrought in Christ. The last time we got together, we talked about the word Kratos. Kratos is the absolute creative ability of the direct voice of, of the Lord. It's equivalent to um, in John chapter 1, where uh, John is describing when the Lord spoke into the darkness way back at the beginning in, in Genesis chapter 1, when the light of Christ, when he spoke into the darkness, the darkness was at the mercy of the light, not vice versa. It wasn't like there was a war. It wasn't like there was um, any power that the darkness had. The darkness was a victim to the prophetic light being released into the earth, right? And so we talked we talked about the mindset that the Lord didn't, you know, pick the earth and you just you just stuck with woe is me having to get through the world like a victim. That's a victim mentality. You're not a victim in Christ. When you are baptized in the power of the Holy Ghost, you receive this Kratos power that no longer do you look at the world um in a way that you hope you just get through it and that you're just a, a victim with a woeful mentality. No, you are the victor in Christ. You have the vision of Christ. You have this dynamite uh, ability that when you prophesy, whenever you get the vision of the Lord and you prophesy it, you are releasing his Kratos, his dominant dominion force on the earth. Amen. And so the combined effect of this Kratos uh, and, and dunamis power, it's a function of authority, right? The only way I prophesy is if I see a vision. If I don't, if the Lord does not give me a vision, I do not prophesy. That's called exousia power. I'm sorry, exousia authority. authority. The authority of Christ is granted to you in the vision he gives you. If he doesn't give you the vision and he doesn't give you the discernment of the Spirit to use the gifts of the Spirit in a particular place, you are not under his authority. You just can't walk into a place um, assuming that you're going to have an impact and regurgitate Scripture and do things like that because you know what? Guess what? You weren't sent. You, you are not under authority. But... You know, you've, you guys have heard me say, the Lord woke me up and sent me to this church. The Lord woke me up, sent me to this place. The Lord came to me in a series of dreams, sent me to India to work with a specific man in India, right? The Lord sent me to Toledo to impart the Holy Ghost to certain groups and, and pastors and people that I work with in Toledo, okay? I am coming as a man under authority because the word, the direct command of the Lord through his vision and dream sent me to a place to work with a certain group, and that's where authority comes from. That's why when I go places, demons are cast out. You know, the, the prophetic, people are awakened to their call and purpose, and there's an impartation of the Holy Ghost because I am going in, under the authority of Christ. And so what do you do if you don't know where you're going? Well, you go into prayer and you knock on heaven's door until you hear the Lord speak. And when he speaks and you know he sent you, the supernatural will happen. It's not if, it's will. Okay? So the key things of this scripture 
is that he will give you revelation, meaning he's granting you his authority and dynamite power. The Kratos word, the prophetic voice will be released into the situation and the darkness is at the mercy of what is spoken. Okay. And that is actually explained at the end of Ephesians 1, 17 to 21. It says, um, far above all principality and power and might and dominion. Guess what? Those That whole sentence, that means demonic authority, demonic dynamite, supernatural presence of evil, like oppression, depression, anxiety, and dominion, uh, which comes from the whispering voice of the serpent. All of that is broken. It's destroyed. So if I, if I want to set a person free from oppression or free from depression and heaviness, guess what? I'm going to go to the Lord. I'm going to seek the vision of the Lord. He's going to reveal to me what he wants me to say. Um, if there's a, if there's a serpent at, uh, at fault, if there is a broken heart at fault, if there is a, a bat or, or a symbol of a certain, of a specific demonic entity that he wants me to confront and speak to and drive out. That's what I wait for. And that's why power is released because that is coming under the authority and the release of Christ. That's his will. It's, it is a spiritual function. You cannot function under authority of Christ outside of the spirit. It doesn't exist. I don't care how much Bible scripture, you know, I don't care if you think you have the right answer. Um, scripturally, the question is, what is the voice of the Lord pointing you toward to do and to execute with the right message for the right people in the right place in the right time? That's being under authority. Okay? And so, authority, Kratos power, the dynamite of God is all given to those who receive wisdom and revelation from the Holy Spirit. And that's why that's why your whole Christian walk should not be church-centered. It should be Holy Spirit prayer-centered, okay? Your good deeds, all of that stuff should be a function of the Spirit sending you and not you thinking it's the right thing to do and so I'm going to go do it. That's called your own will. That's called your own conviction. Okay, but if you are under the authority of the Holy Spirit, you are under the conviction of the Holy Spirit. You're in relationship with the Holy Spirit and you become spirit led. You are becoming mature in the spirit in that function. Okay, Jesus, like I said before, Jesus had the ability on the cross to call down 12 legions of angels, thousands of angels. He could have stepped himself off of the cross, but it was not the will of the Father. So Jesus went to the cross unto death as the Holy Spirit revealed the time, the intent, the purpose. Everything re was revealed at a specific time. Okay? That's wisdom and revelation. And that's the wisdom, that's the will of the Father in that moment. It wasn't Jesus' will. Jesus was revealing the fact that he had the ability as a son to do something to do something right? Supernatural. He could have done it, but that would have drawn Jesus outside of the will of the Father. And so in the context of the ultimate goal is what is the will of the Father or the will of the Holy Spirit, you submit your life to the way of the Spirit and the will of the Holy Spirit. And when you do that, authority, you come under the authority of the Spirit and it's the Spirit who does the supernatural. That's why all glory will go to God from those who come under authority. And that's why you multiply, because it's a product of the Spirit. There is no multiplication. There is no 30, 60, and 100 fold outside of the Holy Spirit. Okay? And ultimately, you know, the theme of this book is the revelation of that you have an enemy. It's called principalities, powers, rules of darkness, demons, and every evil spirit under the command of Satan. And Jesus gives you his authority. Luke 10, 19 says, Behold, I give you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the evil one. Right? And so the whole, the revelation of, of the whole thing is that you're in a war against the darkness. You're in a war against the demonic. Jesus has made you new. 
you are no longer at war with yourself. And as when you come under the authority of the Holy Spirit, he will not only heal your own heart, he will speak to you and equip you and build you. But then when you are fully under the authority of the Spirit, he sends you to fight the war in the garden, right? We talked a lot about you no longer being a gardener in the war, a victim, right? Adam was a victim. Instead, you become a warrior in the garden. You become responsible. You become mature, knowing that the Holy Spirit will lead you in the right place, right time, right message, right purpose, because you are under the vision of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so that gets us to really what I wanted to talk about today, which I want to tell you a story um, and further embed this concept of being one with the Holy Spirit, okay? Um, I've told this story before, but this one particular story really illustrates the concept of, um, you know, trusting, literally trusting the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy, my experience with the Holy Spirit is not only will He release the supernatural where you go, but it requires you to trust Him to where you shut off your natural mind and you literally do what he's asking you to do, right? Peter got out of the boat when he heard the Spirit of God call him forth. And he was fine until he realized, oh my gosh, I'm in an impossible place doing an impossible thing. And suddenly, how am I going to get through this without drowning, right? He became natural. He stepped out of the boat supernatural. And suddenly, he gets scared and gets he become the natural or the supernatural um, is is quelled by Peter looking to the natural world, right? So the lesson with Peter was you have to stay in the supernatural, okay? That's where your strength, that's where the supernatural comes from. That's where the power of revelation and wisdom is released and the authority of Christ is released, right? And so... Um, last year I was doing school, of the Holy Spirit in Toledo and the Lord woke me up one day. Um, and he started to talk to me about a particular angel that he, he had per, uh, introduced to me several years earlier, started talking about this angel would be present in the meeting that night. Um, and he gave me this very strange, um, command, uh, that I was to do, <laughs> which, um, you know, I've done, done a lot of wild things, things that have stretched me, but this one in terms of managing a class and a group of people, especially with pastors in the room who are used to a more structured setting, right? Um, the Lord challenged me and said, this angel's going to be in the room and I want you to have everybody in the room walk around the room to find the angel. And I'm like, oh my gosh, can you picture this, guys? Can you picture some crazy spirit-filled, uh, you know, Holy Ghost crazy guy saying, all right, everybody in the room, stand up. We're finding the angel, and we're not stopping until we find the angel. Well, lo and behold, you know, I was teaching, and we got to the point where we were going to start ministering. And um, I said, I said, all right, Lord, guys, I had a visitation this morning from the Lord. This is what he said was going to happen tonight. And he told me to instruct you all to stand up and walk through this room until you find the angel. I can't describe exactly to you what that means when you find the angel, but when you find when the person who finds the angel finds the angel, you will know. It won't be a question of I don't know about this. I mean, it, it, you will know, okay? So I instruct the group, they get up and I mean, Two minutes go by, feels like an eternity. Three minutes go by, four minutes go by. Um, and, um, you know, people were still looking. And in the midst of this, one of uh, the young ladies in the class, she walks up to me. And um, as people are walking around searching, she walks up to me and she says, my sister, um, she goes, the girl that I brought here is my sister. Um she has never been in a setting where anything about the Holy Spirit is talked about. Um, she thinks this is like super crazy. 
This is off the chart. She's actually thinking of leaving. Can um, you help me? Can can you help me talk to her personally before she leaves? <laughs> and um, so, you know, you know, when when the Lord instructs you to do something, guys, it's always for a purpose. It's always for an intent. And when this this girl came up and talked to me about her sister. Um, you know, certain things start to unfold before my eyes in terms of, wow, this girl needs a supernatural touch from the Holy Spirit, right? I know what I was like before I was baptized in the Holy Spirit. I would have thought this place was crazy. I would have ran out the door and said, sayonara. In fact, I can tell you stories um, in my early 20s of literally running away from pastors that were assigned by the Lord to hunt me down and lay their hands on me and, and get me baptized in the Holy Ghost. I ran from my calling for over 15 years, okay? From my early 20s, I knew I had a call of God on my life until I was 36 when I finally got baptized in the Holy Ghost after I was broken from my own will and realizing that I couldn't do it on my own. Um, I gave my life to, to Christ fully in the power of the Holy Ghost. And so... I realize some people need a supernatural thing. And so I'm telling you that because it's at this moment, one of the guys in the class raises his hand. He goes, oh my gosh, I feel an immense heat and an immense presence of the Lord right here in this spot. And um, so I kind of drop what I'm doing, walk over, a couple people move into the spot and they're like, ah, oh, tears start coming on people. Like I, I stood in it and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is it. This is, this is the, this is where the angel is. Um, and I don't know exactly what's going to happen at this point. All I can tell you is the people in the class started to take turns, um, getting in to this very spot, right? This very spot where, uh, you know, we were experiencing the, the presence of this angel. Um, and suddenly, uh, the girl who brought her sister, she convinced her sister to take a shot at stepping into the presence of where this angel was. Okay. All of a sudden, as this girl, I mean, she's looking at me and she's like, yeah, I don't believe this. This is not real. Um, I'm about to run, right? This is, I'll do this just to appease my sister, but I'm letting you know, as soon as I do, I'm going, right? That was, that was what was written all over her face. And so she stands in the place and all of a sudden her eyes get really big. They well up with tears. Okay. She is being touched by the presence of the Lord. The next thing that happens is gold dust, um, appears on her face it's all over her face and it's down her arms and she is like at this point nobody has said anything but she like the presence of God is so heavy on her she starts to shake and tremble and she's like what is this what is this and I'm like that's that's the angel of the Lord who brought a specific thing out of heaven he came as a messenger to bring something to us in this class and you are receiving what the Lord was sending out of heaven that he told me the, the, the very thing this morning. He said an angel was coming to bring something, right? And at this time, at this point, a couple people in the class go, oh my gosh, look at the gold dust on her. Look at the gold dust. And at this point, she looked at her own arms and there were gold, there was gold dust from the tip of her fingers all the way up to her shirt sleeve. It was above her elbow. She was coated in gold, okay? And she couldn't see it, but she was also, her face was coated with gold. The, we're all like in shock. We're in awe of what we're seeing. And as soon as she saw the gold dust on her own arms, she falls to the floor. She's out in, in the spirit, okay? She's shaking and trembling. She's out. And at this point then, gold dust, uh, it's like the angel went through the room and gold dust started to appear on people, the other people in the rest of the class. And it was supernatural. Okay. A few minutes go by, this girl stands up and she, she, the, the gift of tongues comes out of her mouth. 
She has no idea. She was actually afraid of the Holy Ghost. She didn't know anything about it. And the Lord had awakened me, you know, 12 hours earlier saying, this was what's going to happen in a class. This is what I want you to do. Okay. And that girl was baptized in the Holy Spirit that day. Okay. A sign and a wonder was revealed in the whole process. And so it's, it's important that you realize how connected you are to be with the Holy Spirit. And you may say, well, I can't do that. I've never, you know, worked in a word of knowledge. I've never worked in a, in a vision or a dream with that detail. Um, well, neither did I 15 years ago. But then somebody hunted me down and spiritually multiplied themselves whenever they found me, prophesied over me, laid their hands on me, and I heard the voice of the Lord for the first time in my life. Okay, and so the light, the difference between life and death is the voice, the, the, the hearing of the Holy Spirit. Okay, and I want to introduce a concept to you here uh, today. Um, knowledge is power. Okay, knowledge is power. And contrary to the way the Pharisee did it, who memorized the Bible, I'm here to tell you that memorizing the Bible is not your way to power. Okay, your way to power is spiritual. And so you have to understand what the Lord means when he's talking about spiritual knowledge, not earthly knowledge, not memorized words, but spiritual knowledge. Okay, spiritual knowledge is imparted. And I want to introduce a new scripture to you. It's Ephesians 319. He says, I pray that you may really come to know the love of Christ, which far surpasses mere knowledge that you may be filled unto all fullness of God. So the intent is to fill you with heaven, right? He's There's a growth, there's a fullness. You can grow and grow and grow and grow and grow until you are filled with spiritual revelation, spiritual knowledge, okay? Spiritual knowledge, as I talked and, and as I'm referencing the gold dust girl story, the Lord came and imparted to me spiritual knowledge. He said, I'm sending the angel that I introduced to you before. He's going to do this. I want your people to do this. I did what he told me to do, and he took care of the rest. He released heaven on earth. He got a girl baptized in the Holy Ghost, praying in the Holy Ghost, and a whole, whole class had gold dust settling on their arms and face. That It was a sign and a wonder that the Lord wanted to do. I didn't want a sign and a wonder. Although I'll take signs and wonders all day long. But the Lord came to me and said, I'm going to use a sign and a wonder tonight. Right? I, this is all I want you to do. I'll take care of the rest. I had to trust. My confidence is in the Holy Spirit and what he says to me. And knowing that the Lord, it's the Lord's plan. It's the Lord's vision. He wanted to do that with that girl and with eventually the class to release heaven on earth. He wanted to impart something to them. Right? And so this scripture, when he says, I pray that you would come to know Jesus, which far passes mere knowledge about Jesus, right? How do you get the fullness of God? By knowing Jesus day by day by day in your prayer life, not simply by knowing about him in the love letter. Many people, beautiful people, all around the world in many denominations are literally imprisoned to knowing about Jesus in a love letter. And Jesus wants to talk to them face to face, spirit to spirit, vision to vi visions and dreams and the outpouring of the direct voice of the Lord. That is the promise that the Lord gave in Joel chapter 2, 28, when he said, I will pour out my spirit upon you. You will dream dreams, have visions, and that will lead you to prophesy, right? You prophesy out of the vision of the Lord. What he shows you, you actually then release under the authority of Christ, releasing dunamis power, right? Supernatural power. The Kratos words of the Lord are released and the light can't stop them. I'm sorry. The Kratos words of the Lord are released and the darkness cannot stop them. All the demonic authority is broken. All of its heaviness, its limitation, its blindness is all broken by the guy, the gal, the son, of, son and daughter of God who's in love with the Holy Spirit and goes and does what the Holy Spirit tells them to do. Okay. Are you catching my drift? <laughs> Knowledge is power.
you've got to look yourself in the mirror and say, I was born again as a Holy Spirit filled believer to be in such to be such in love with the Holy Spirit that I expect supernatural knowledge in my relationship. Right. And so it is knowledge. It is spiritual knowledge that distinguishes you as alive in the spirit or not. Right. Jesus said, I'll, I'll share my secrets with those who love me. I will, I will reveal things to you. I will give you things, right? Jesus, it even describes Jesus in Isaiah 11. It says he has the sevenfold spirit of God clothed. He's clothed in it, right? And one of these, one of these spirits is called the spirit of knowledge. Did you hear me? The spirit of knowledge, not mere, you know, scripture on a page, He's talking about personally knowing the one that they walk with. And that's that's the key here, guys. The Holy Spirit was draped on Jesus. It was his clothing, right? The very thing that he said that he would give us in, in Luke uh, 24, 49. He says, stay in the city. I want to send the Holy Spirit. He will clothe you. So Jesus literally was wearing spiritual knowledge as clothing. If you can picture that. He was wearing supernatural spirit of, spiritual knowledge. What's that mean? Jesus Jesus revealed he did he was in the argument with the Pharisees in John 5 he says um you guys operate this way by what you think you know he says i operate by seeing the vision of my father John 5:19 he says i only do what i see my father doing what's he talking about he's talking about receiving spiritual knowledge being clothed in spiritual knowledge every day of his life Every day of his life was different. He didn't go to the same sanctuary to to do the same repetitive thing in what we call worship in the modern day church. He woke up and the spirit of knowledge said, go to the woman at the well. Supernatural things happen, right? He woke up the next day and the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of revelation speaks to Jesus and says, go to the demoniac, the man changed at the tombs. He drives demons out of the demoniac and the man is clothed in his bright mind, right? He's healed. The next day, Jesus gets up. Okay, you're going to multiply food for 5,000 people as you minister to them. Jesus takes his disciples to the 5,000, not knowing exactly how everything's going to go, but he goes clothed in the spirit of knowledge under the direction of what is being revealed, the spirit of revelation, right? Do this, don't do this. Go here, go there, give this, do that. That's, that's, that's you walking with the Holy Spirit. And that's what Jesus said that his sons and daughters would do, that you would be like him doing supernatural works, greater works. Actually, in John 14, 12, it says you will do greater works. You will do supernatural things as you grow spiritually with the Holy Spirit. He's basically, Jesus is saying, listen, I only had three years. You can have 10 years, 20 years, 30 years of growing deep in the Holy Spirit. Okay, and in the next session, we're going to talk about growing deeper in the Holy Spirit. I've already talked to you about building yourself up in your most holy emotion. John 1, 20, or I'm sorry, Jude 1, 20, and, and the spiritual impartation that happens when you pray in tongues. But you have to embrace that gift to such a degree that you realize, oh my gosh, it's not, it's not like, I'm not sure if Jesus loves me. It's almost like you've got to become so in love knowing that he is the lover that you you are not settling for words on paper you're settling for the presence of love the one who speaks that you are clothed in knowledge by this love that is released upon you in a direct voice in a direct relationship right and that's what makes you supernatural and so you know this concept of uh embracing your weapons of war again guys you are to be a warrior in a garden, not a gardener in a war, right? You are to be a supernatural force that cannot be stopped, that cannot be slowed down, that cannot be hindered because you pursue him in your relationship. You pursue him in the presence 
of the Lord in your supernatural prayer language, in your supernatural um, relationship with the presence of the Lord. Okay? I want to emphasize to you at the, at the moment because it's important. I do a lot of things. I go a lot of places. The Lord has sent me to multiple cities um, over the years to actually literally pick up my family and live. He sent me to the other, world, other side of the world to minister to India and baptize a boatload of pastors in the Holy Spirit and release the power of the Holy Spirit. He sends me, um, he sends me to a lot of places. But where he sends me is not what I am. Okay? What I am is a guy in love with the Holy Spirit who has my prayer life at the very utmost above all things in my life. And I function out of knowing him. Okay? I function out of hearing him, knowing him, um, believing and obeying him when he speaks to me. And then I go do it. My intent is not to go build something and want him to come with me. Okay, a lot of guys are functioning out of their own uh, zeal, wanting to do something for the Lord, wanting to do something that appears righteous. You know, there's a lot of guys that, uh, you know, they kind of have a touch from the Lord. They, they, and and their default is I'm, I'm supposed to be a pastor, and they walk away from their life and they go be a pastor, and then three years later, when they're burnt out and thinking that Jesus isn't real, they quit and blame it on Jesus when what really happened is they were trying to function in their own zeal not functioning in the strength of the Holy Spirit so I'm teaching you this because it's central right you can't just say well I'm an evangelist or I'm an apostle or I am a teacher or or I am uh, the guy called to build um, a, a camp for kids no you are first a lover of the Holy Spirit. And when you come under the authority of Christ, he will direct you in life. Okay, he will direct you. And he will then release authority through you in what he directs you to do. Not what you think you want to do or even the concept of going to church. And I know when I say this to people, this blows their minds, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, I would rather you have a prayer life than go to church. <laughs> That that that'll confront a lot of deep religion and a lot of a lot of uh, church leaders because a lot of church leaders think that your presence in church verifies that you're a Christian and really the only thing that verifies you're a Christian is that you know the Holy Spirit and are directed by the voice of the Holy Spirit and the voice of the Holy Spirit gives you freedom and liberty right your church attendance is because you go to give something in church. You go to give to the people. You go to prophesy. You go to help the people in need, right? Not going to church to prove that you are a Christian. And so, I mean, I can tell you a lot of stories where the Lord actually told me to stop going here. I want you to sit with me for six months. I want you to do this with me for a time and a season, right? And it's out of that relational strength that I know his voice, that I know what, where, where he's sending me, that I know what he wants to do, um, that's where the bigger things happen, right? And so my intent is not to build a ministry. My intent is not to build five churches in, in, in you know, Vijuwada, India, and another 10 in Kakanada, and another uh, 20 orphanages or Holy Spirit schools in Mumbai. My intent is to go where he sends me and to do what he tells me to do. And if it is to build here, if, if it is to equip a hundred people in the Holy Ghost here, whatever that is, that's where my freedom comes from. My freedom comes from simply knowing, knowing what he says, trusting that he's going to be the one that executes it. And if he doesn't tell me, then I'm good. He doesn't want me to, to, to spend a lot of energy. He doesn't want me to build a 5,000 member church to see how many people I can grow to get as many ties from people that I, that, that re, those religious guys do. Okay. A lot of that's dead works and it imprisons systems in powerless religion, enticing people to get back to the same uh, place to prove 
that you're a Christian. Okay. And those are all, that's all a bunch of lies. There's only one thing that gives life and that is the Holy Ghost. That's what Jesus said. And so I'm telling you that because the Lord wants to give those people that are hearing this, he wants to give you more authority. He wants to empower you to go and conquer the darkest places on the earth. You see, when I'm, when, as I'm speaking, um, I am envisioning, you know, a thousand people listening to this who are going to be called to the dark places to cast out devils, to raise the dead, heal the sick, and do the supernatural. Just as I talked about the gold dust girl, I didn't know the gold dust girl was coming. I didn't know gold dust was coming. Okay? My thought, whenever the Lord spoke to me about, I want you to have the class get up and run around the room and find the angel, my thought was, uh-oh, how am I going to explain this one? And I'm like, okay, well, I don't really have to explain this one. I'm do I'm letting the Lord explain. And guess what? <laughs> the Lord released a sign and wonder. He explained. You can't explain me. And that's that's what the revelation of Pentecost is. You can't contain the Holy Spirit. You can't you can't cage it. You can't limit the Holy Spirit. Right? On the day of Pentecost, he was poured out and there were people inundated with holy laughter. Right? They couldn't explain it. They were poured into the streets. It was so contagious, but that by the end of the day, 2,000 people are baptized in the Holy Ghost, praying in tongues and prophesying that didn't exist at the, in the early morning hour. Amen? Are you with me? You catching the drift? The Holy Ghost cannot be contained. It cannot be con explained. So if you are trying to structure an organization or a church around controlling it so the people won't question it, you you missed the whole point. The whole point about the outpouring of the Holy Spirit is learning to trust in faith that the, this is the presence of the Lord and you're discerning the presence of the Holy Spirit, his intent and his will. It's a supernatural thing. And so you're learning to, you actually learn in the outpouring of the Holy Ghost to do the impossible because the Lord functions in impossible places doing impossible things that aren't explainable. But the philosophers are working to control and explain it so the people don't get afraid and they don't lose followers. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I've heard that. Anyway, I kind of got off on a, on a rant there, but it was probably worth it for somebody. Um, but I wanted to emphasize, back to my point, I want to emphasize that the Lord always has more. He's got more authority for you. He has more dynamite power for you. He has more... Um, ability in the Kratos prophetic voice that releases dominating uh, prophecy into the places that, that you prophesy, words of knowledge, working of miracles, signs and wonders, all of that stuff. He's always got a bigger thing for you, okay? And whether it's one person, 5,000, 10,000, whatever it is, it's you find rest in his voice. And so, I want to emphasize uh, Matthew 16, verse 13 to 19. You know, the, the disciples are all walking down the road and Jesus is, Jesus is asking them a question, who do they say that I am? And they're, they're all, you know, slinging out, oh, they think you're Elijah. They think you're Jeremiah. They think you're a great prophet. And, and Jesus stops them and says, no, no, you don't get it. What do you think I am? And Peter has revelation. It says that Peter received revelation, right? He, sa he says, Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus turns and says to Peter, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. Okay, the word Simon Barjona actually means son of the dove. The, the anointed one, the one whom the Holy Spirit came upon and revealed a supernatural thing to, right? And so the point of this is Jesus goes on to teach. He says, I will, I, I will give you the keys. Whatever you bind on earth has been bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth has been loosed on, on he, in heaven. And the gates of hell will not prevail against you. 
right? What's he saying? He's saying what he's saying that he will reveal right to, to the ones whom he speaks to the one he whom um, are going to release supernatural things on earth. I will reveal them to you. So being a son of the dove, Peter, a lot of a lot. There's a lot of teaching that gets us all screwed up. And actually, the Catholic Church actually points to this anointing Peter as the head. And that's really not what this is meant to do. Okay, this is actually to reveal a way. Jesus is revealing a way. He says, Peter, you are a rock. You are the revelator. You are um, receiving revelation. And because you receive revelation, I'm giving you keys. A key, a key is a symbol of unlocking, having the power to open doors that no man can close, close doors that no man can open, right? That's the, what Jesus as the son of David came to do. He has the key of David on his shoulder and he comes to open open things and close things and do supernatural things. He has all authority and all power. That's the symbol of the key, right? And so whatever Jesus says to you is going to dominate the earth. It's not that the earth has the power or any demon has the power to dominate you. If you get the revelation, just as Peter was granted revelation, if you get the revelation from the Holy Spirit, the gates of hell will not prevail against you because you have the keys to open and close. You have the authority to enter and exit. You have the keys to break chains, to dominate, to give life to the dead. You have the keys of authority from Christ to do the supernatural. And so the key with this scripture is about, he's, Jesus is pointing to revelation. Upon this revelation, upon revelation, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. They have no chance. And so Jesus is pointing to the fact he's, he's saying, get revelation. Because if you get my vision, if you get the vision, if I drop a vision and a dream in your heart, it is to execute a thing. It is to dominate the darkness. It is to expand the garden. It is to make you a warrior that is impossible for the enemy to stop because you are with me. And if you're with me speaking what I want to in the moment, in the hour that I want it said, you will not be stopped. The darkness will be at the mercy of the one who I give revelation. Are you with me, guys? Are you are you with me? My God, get revelation. Paul, Paul is functioning as a father saying, get revelation. Seek wisdom and revelation. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in tongues until he gives you revelation. Amen? And so... I mean, listen, guys, there's a gold dust girl in, inside of you. There is a supernatural deliverance inside of you. There is a call of God to a place inside of you. It's a lie for you to believe that there is not a supernatural calling in your life. That's a lie. That is an absolute lie of dead religion and spiritual blindness. Because if you can do it the way of the Holy Ghost... Revelation will come upon you and it will make you a supernatural force, right? All I had to do was hear the Lord that would lead to gold dust being released in a room as he led me to do something that was, um, it wasn't church, normal church etiquette to have a room full of people stand up and walk around till you find the angel. <laughs> I mean, come on guys, who does that? But then again, who has a dream and then gets on a plane and ends up preaching to 150,000 people. Come on, guys. There's a dream inside of you. There's a supernatural force inside of you. There is a power that the enemy is afraid of being unlocked in you. There is an identity in you that has not been uh, fully uh, revealed yet. Some of you have, have, had, have, are tinkering with visions and dreams. Some of you have had visions and dreams for years, but you've been limited in realizing the depths and the, and the grace that the Lord has more and wants to take you deeper and deeper in absolute dependence on his voice, on the vision and dream of the Lord, where Jesus learned to have visions every day. If Jesus learned to have vision every day, 
right? In John 5, 19, Jesus was talking to the guys, the Pharisees who live by the conditions of the law. And he says, no, I have, I, I am, I function under a different operating system. I get visions from my father every day and he sends me here. He tells me to go here. He tells me to stop. He tells me this and I go do it. And that's why demons are cast out. That's why I raise the dead. That's why I put mud in a man's eye and, and he can see. That's why crippled guys stand on their feet and run. That is why. Are you with me, guys? That is why. And so for anybody who's listening to me to believe that you cannot have daily vision, okay, is a, that's a lie. I have daily vision. I have daily vision. I have, and, and the daily vision in my prayer life is what has prepared me to be able to stand in front of hundreds of people in one day and receive the vision of the Lord for all of them, okay? The gift of the Spirit was taught in my prayer life to receive the vision of the Lord. And so I just encourage every one of you, I break, I break every lie that's working to blind the heart of every person listening to this right now. I break the power of deception and religion and anything that would get you off course from centralizing your spirit life in prayer with the Holy Ghost. I release upon you a grace to pray relentlessly in the gift of tongues to knock on heaven's door in such a way that the power of the Holy Spirit would be poured out to you, that revelation upon revelation upon revelation, key upon key upon key of authority would be released in your heart and that you would not only break out of generational curses and demonic powers that, that have come to limit you, curses that have come to not only limit you, but steal your children and their future as well. You are the curse breaker, says the Lord. You are the one who will receive my revelation, who will break down the gates of hell, who will drive out demonic powers. You are the one. And I hear the Lord say that I'm calling out the real you in this hour. I am calling out the supernatural one. I'm calling out the one who will walk on water. I am calling out the one who will raise the dead. I am calling out the one who will crush Satan's head with the prophecies I drop in your heart, says the Lord. I'm calling you out. I'm calling the dead man out of the tomb. And you will not walk with the grave clothes that the dead religious guys put on you, but you will walk clothed in the anointing oil of the Holy Ghost. And your life, you will know that life comes from the Holy Ghost. And you will know my will, says the Lord, I, for I promise to give it to you. I promise to reveal to, to those who sit with me in the presence of my spirit. I promise to reveal to you the kingdom of heaven. And I will make you supernatural, says the Lord. No more of this trying to work and earn salvation. No more of trying to prove yourself and compare yourself with anybody else. But I am the one who anoints you. I am the one who raises you up and I am the one who brings peace and joy in your life. So in the name of Jesus, Lord, according to your word, according to your prophecy, Lord, I release the anointing of the Holy Ghost upon those who hear to pray without ceasing, to pray and watch how the spirit of revelation changes their life. I just release that grace upon you guys in the name of Jesus. I pray that you would pray relentlessly without ceasing this week. And I pray uh, for grace to overcome every dark thing that you're dealing with. And I pray, Lord, that every person here would be granted dreams, that there would be an outpouring of dreams and visions in the coming days and weeks that would make them supernatural. In the name of Jesus, Lord, let the signs and wonders that I testify of, of the gold dust coming out of heaven upon that girl and upon that class, Lord, let those same signs and wonders come upon these people that you would reveal yourself and show yourself, Lord, in the present state, not just some fictitious uh, God that may even reveal himself in vision sometimes, but would actually reveal himself physically in the present that heaven would come to earth, that heaven would truly come to earth. Lord, let the grace of revelation come upon every person hearing this in the name of Jesus. All right, guys, have a great week. 
and uh, we'll get back at this in our next message. Thank you. Thank you for joining this week's episode of the School of the Holy Spirit. For more information or to request David at your church or conference, please go to davidcuppet.org, D-A-V-I-D-C-U-P-P-E-T-T dot O-R-G, or fivestoneministries.org. You can also find the School of the Holy Spirit podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Charisma Magazine. For a deeper dive into the Holy Spirit, we encourage you to purchase David's new book entitled Wisdom-Filled Warriors, available on Amazon. We pray that you will encounter the Holy Spirit in a transforming way and become all that Christ has prophesied over your life.